Hi everyone, welcome back to the Empowering Artists Podcast. My name is Rebecca, I am your host of this podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me today. If this is your first time um, joining us on a podcast episode or if you are a returning listener, um, thank you so much for coming back. I really, really appreciate it. So I am super excited because um, I have a little bit of a surprise coming up. Um, we have, or we, I say we, it's just me. Um, I have started looking for guests to come onto the podcast. So, um, you know, you guys can stop listening to, to my voice and what I have to say. Um, and you'll be able to hear from some other artists who are not just actors, um, artists who do other things. And, um, yeah, just sort of get their perspective and really see and feel empowered by these people doing amazing work that they love, that lights them up, and that, you know, I just encourage everyone listening to the podcast eventually, you know, finds joy in doing. But uh, before we get to that, um, today's episode is still going to be a solo episode, and this episode, believe it or not, was inspired by a YouTube video that my boyfriend was watching the other night. (laughs) And um, it was, okay, so let me give you guys some context. Um, So he was watching something on YouTube and he somehow ended up on like a SpongeBob um, clip. You know, um, I think it was, it's gotta be from like early 2000s SpongeBob because like I grew up watching this particular clip. And if you, um, and another thing is that, it's just, it's, it's so funny. Okay, let me, let me get back to it. Um, I'm laughing to myself before I share that with you guys. Um, so he was watching this clip, and it's the clip during, um, like if you've seen Spongebob, which I feel like a lot of people have, like most people probably have, um, it was during an episode of like the Fry Cook Games. So it was where Spongebob and uh, Patrick were like competing against each other to see who was like the better Fry Cook. Um, and there's like one uh, like event where they have to sort of like, it's like a pole vault, but they're pole vaulting like over um, like one of those hot grease um, things. I, I don't know what they're called, but it's like, you know, we're um, or fryer, like a fryer where you like put the French fries in the basket and then like you drop it into the, into the grease um, or in the oil. And so like they have to catapult themselves over it. And Mr. Krabs goes to Spongebob and he's like, um, do this, win this one for the Krusty Krab. And then Spongebob goes like, for the Krusty Krab. And he like, you know, catapults himself over and he like lands. And so then Patrick, who is competing for the rival team. um, uh, So Plankton, who is like in charge of the rival team, um, he says to Patrick, win this one because I told you so. And he's like, because I told you so, and then like catapults himself over the, uh, the, the fryer. Um, and like, you know, it's just, a, it's just funny. Like it's a funny clip. It's from my childhood. And then, um, I was sort of looking at the comments and one of the comments was like, um, the reason why like most kids like go to college or something because like, you know, parents like insinuating that like parents tell their kids to go to college. And I was like, oh, but actually. Um, so I thought that was like also really funny. Um, so what does this have to do with empowering artists, you may be asking at this point? Um, well, that comment sort of got me thinking. 
And I was like, you know what? Actually, like, jokingly, yes, a lot of kids do go to school because, you know, that's what society and their parents tell them they need to do. That's like the next step that everyone just assumes happens because that's, you know, the stepping stone to get a good job and, you know, make a good income, et cetera, et cetera. This thing that, you know, we've been hearing for years and years and years. And it just got me thinking. I was like, huh. I was like, but that's actually true, right? Because growing up, and you know, this is my personal experience. If you're, if you had a different experience, then obviously, um, you know, these like this isn't a universal thing. But for me, growing up, it was kind of always like, oh, well, you know, first you go to elementary school, middle school, high school, and then college. It wasn't even like college was a question. It was, oh, you're just, it was always, you know, assumed you were going to go to school and you were gonna, going to go to college after you graduated um, from high school. And, you know, now that I'm older and looking back on that, like, that's definitely a privilege that I had and just sort of having that thought, oh, like, you know, where am I going to go to school? Like, what colleges do I want to apply to? Do I want to go in-state? Do I want to go out-of-state? That kind of thing. Um... And, you know, that entire conversation in and of itself is very privileged, especially with, like, the student loan um, crisis and everything going on right now. Um, And I was like, you know, that is something that I feel happened to me and a lot of my friends as well. It's like, you know, college was always the assumed next step. And, you know, beyond college, it was college, get a good job, work in, like, you know, your corporate 9 to 5 or work, you know, whatever. And then, you know, you take home a paycheck and you work for a salary and maybe you get promoted and like all this other stuff. And for the longest time, I just remember thinking like, that's what I had to do. And then when I was in college, I was like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. Like anyone who knows me knows that like, I do not, (laughs) I do not fit well for a corporate nine to five. Um, Ironically enough, though, um, my working hours are pretty much nine to five, but because I sort of have control and flexibility over when I work, um, it's like not as bad. Um, But yeah, it's pretty much, you know, I just never was built for nine to five. Um, And even when I graduated from school, I was working as a waitress. And after that, I was working in um, like education. And when I was working in education, that was the closest to a nine to five job I had. And it wasn't like, you know, working for a public school or anything. It was working in private education. And that was definitely, um, very draining energy wise. Um, I realized, you know, nine to five is not for me. Well, I was working eight to five at this job and eight to five was definitely a lot more challenging. Um, and yeah, I just kind of was like, you know, When it got to that point of, oh man, I'm going to graduate from college, I have to like figure this out kind of thing, that was when I realized, I was like, you know, I really have to, I have to figure this out. I have to figure out, you know, what's going to come next. And I think that what happens with a lot of people who even like earlier on in high school, it's like, you know, I knew so many people who were so talented, like they were talented musicians, talented performers. There was one girl who was a phenomenal um, singer. She had perfect pitch, like still jealous to this day. Um, she had perfect pitch. She always scored well. 
for all county and all district and all state choirs. Yes, those were a thing. I was a total choir nerd in high school. And she was just very talented. And then I think what ended up happening is that she ended up going to um, UVA, so the University of Virginia. Um, for those of you who might not be familiar, I'm based in the Washington, D.C. area. Grew up in the state of Virginia, Northern Virginia specifically. Um, but yeah, she was super talented and she ended up going to UVA and she studied, I think she was studying like economics there. Um, and that was something that I was really surprised at because I was like, oh my gosh, she's like such a talented musician. Like, I wish I could play the piano like her. Um, and I sort of got the, it was sort of kind of insinuated and I kind of got the feeling that, you know, she might have wanted to pursue music. But her parents were like, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to go pursue this, you know, quote unquote, safer degree route. And just this whole idea of some degrees being safer or like better than others. Like, what even is that? Like, if we've seen anything from like, you know, the past year and a half, it's that it didn't really matter what you had a degree in. It didn't really matter, you know, that like that kind of thing didn't really matter because like the entire, like all like industries across the board were affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. So this whole idea of like some degrees are better than others, like first of all, I think that's complete BS. Get that out of your brains if you think that. Um, no degree is quote unquote better than another. Um, I mean, some degrees might lend you to have certain skill sets, and I've said this before, than other degrees, like I have a degree in theater performance, so obviously I could not go toe-to-toe -to -toe with my friend who has a degree in computer science. That's just, well, for like, you know, computer science positions, um, that's just, you know, obviously not gonna happen. And honestly, like if one degree is better than another, like we place value on, like we place a higher price tag on more valuable things. So like, honestly, if one degree was like more valuable, quote unquote, than another, then wouldn't that degree cost more? And I don't know about you, but I paid the same amount as my friends who were in state, who got degrees in, you know, quote, like quote unquote, um, safe or good degree paths. Um, but I'm gonna get off my soapbox for that one. Um, but the point being is that I was so surprised that she didn't do this. And I got the feeling that her parents were like, you know, you're gonna do this instead. And it goes back to that like SpongeBob um, clip where it's like, because you told me so. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people, when they reach a certain point, um, you know, and it's different for different people, maybe it's college, maybe it's, um, you know, when they start having like other responsibilities in their lives. Like this idea that you, like them being an artist and being able to make money off of what they do and make money off of like, you know, their skill set. It kind of just sort of goes out the window a little bit. I think that, you know, we're told that if you want to have a good career, if you want to have a good living, if you want to have a good life, then you have to go to college. You have to get like a job and like, you know, a nine to five job that pays you a salary and then you're going to start at the bottom and you're like slowly going to work your way up. And then by the time you're 60, you're going to make like a decent amount of money and you're going to have a 401k and blah, 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 blah. That is not the truth. And we've seen it, and I think the discussion has become a lot more apparent 
that going to college doesn't necessarily equate that you're going to get a good job and you're going to make a good living. I mean, you know, again, certain jobs might lend themselves to having degrees and I'm, you know, not bashing college degrees or anything. Um, I think getting an education is like very important. And it's just, it's one of those things where people think that there's this linear path to success and to happy life. And that's just not true. It's not like, you know, you start off in like kindergarten and then eventually when you end up at like, you know, your, your job or you're getting paid a salary that like you've quote unquote made it. Like that's not how it is. At least that's not how it is anymore. Um, you know, people talk all the time about, you know, trade schools and how, um, being, you know, a plumber or an electrician or in construction, like those are all jobs that pay really well, but we as a society, you know, we as a society, um, don't necessarily hold value to that. And so we're like, oh, we don't want those jobs. And I think the arts can sort of, you know, it has a similar story. It's like, you know, people value, people value art, but like, you know, on a macro level, like on a big scale, but then like on a tinier scale, they might not value it as much. And, you know, a really big um, example of this is, you know, Netflix, like the amount of art that Netflix produces. And yes, it is art, like their shows, but like you think of the costume designers, the makeup designers, the set designers, the um, production assistants, the directors, the sound mixers, the post-production artists, the editors, visual effects, then you have the actors, and then you have, you know, people who are scouting locations to bring, like, it's all art. It's all art. And like, we value that so much. Like, think about the past year, you know, with um, Bridgerton. I never saw Bridgerton, but that was like the first thing that popped into my brain. <laughs> um, but like Bridgerton, or um, one of my favorites, The Queen's Gambit. Like, those were, like, that's art. Like, it's a very specific kind of art, but it's art. And then, you know, we just, like, we love that, right? Like, stars will just completely blow up overnight because of this Netflix special or this Netflix show. But then, you know, we go to our own communities and maybe the elementary school that's in um, a community that doesn't necessarily have as many resources as the one next door, their arts programs are being cut and underfunded and sometimes, like, non-existent at all. Um, like on a big scale, we appreciate art so much. Like we like think about decorating your house. How many people love decorating their homes? A lot of people like, you know, decor is an industry for a reason. Um, but you know, when it comes to potentially pursuing art as a degree, like a lot of people don't think it's a viable option. And I don't think it's because they don't believe in themselves and what they can do. But I think what happens is that someone along the way says, oh, you're never going to be able to make a good living off of that. How are you going to make money? And so they start to doubt themselves and their own particular skills, talents, even if, you know, they're like a master piano player. They're like, well, how are you going to make money playing the piano? I mean, it's, it's a thing. And I think a lot of people, when they hear that, especially from someone whose opinion they hold in high regard, that's when they're like, oh, I, I shouldn't do this. Like, let me just take a step back. And a lot of like imposter syndrome maybe comes up or maybe a lot of self-doubt. 
And honestly, guys, mindset is such a huge part of our lives, and I don't think we realize how big a part of our lives it is. And I've, I've talked about that on the podcast before and just sort of like limiting beliefs and mindset stuff, so I won't get too much into it in this episode. But this idea that we do things that we're told to do just because like, you know, we're told to do them. Like, it could have been so easy for me to have gotten to my senior year of high school and, you know, if I said, oh, I want to be, like I said, I wanted to be a theater major. And my parents were very supportive and I'm very lucky and fortunate in that. Um, But I also feel like, you know, at that time I was like very impressionable um, still. And if someone had said, oh, you don't want to do that. You want to like go major in government and international politics because that was also something I was considering majoring in because um, I find it very fascinating. Um, But yeah, it's just like one of those things where if someone had who I held in high regard said, don't do that, that's stupid, I wouldn't have done it. So I want you guys to think about, you know, if you're in a position where you're like, oh, I really want to pursue my art, or I really want to study it in college, and I really want to do this, and I really want to do that. And, you know, that thing that's like, you know, I want to go do it, but whatever that but is that's holding you back, like, is that like what is that like really let's get down to that what is that did someone say something to you that stuck with you for like years um have you been not getting a lot of support from your friends and family if you want to go study it in college or if you want to start opening up your own studio or you know whatever it is if you want to start selling your stuff on etsy like whatever it is a lot of times we as people even as adults like and this happens to me like, if I have something that's going on and I, like, I'll be like, hey, mom, so, like, this is what's happening. And I want to get her opinion on it first because I hold my mom's opinion in very high regard and I really value it. And if she's like, oh, I don't know about that, I'll be like, oh, I don't know about that um, because, like, I trust my mom's opinion. And it's one of those things where we trust and love the people around us and we, like, they have our best interests at heart. But sometimes we can't do things just because someone says or suggests that we should. Does that make sense? Like if some, like a lot of times when people say, oh, well, you know, how are you going to make a living off of that? Like it comes from, it comes from a really good place. Like it really does Um, because they care about you, right? Otherwise they wouldn't say anything. But, you know, sometimes what's in your best interest and what what you want to do, what aligns with what you want in your life. Because remember, it's your life. It's not someone else's life. And you need to be happy with your life because you're the one living it. Like, is that something that you really are, I guess, you know, okay with? Um, I know I wouldn't be okay with it. And we can't let society, we can't let people, like, you know, just this ambiguous person tell us that we have to not pursue art because it's not a good like career path like doesn't that sound so silly like don't pursue art because it's not a good career path who says it's not a good career path like i know so many people who make livings as artists and they're very happy with what they're doing they're a lot happier than maybe some people that i also know who, you know, work in a job that they're, they don't love, especially after this year. So 
I want you guys to think and just sort of remember that if you're if you want to go for something, like if you want to go to an audition, if you want to go to that open mic, if you want to submit a recording for a competition, like you should do it. No, not you should do it. I want you to do it. I want you to do it because there's something powerful in you know, doing whatever your art is. Like I feel so empowered when I'm on stage and performing and maybe for you, maybe you're empowered when you're painting or maybe you're empowered when you're writing. Like whatever it is, this idea of, oh, I shouldn't do this because somebody told me it wasn't a good idea. We need to get rid of that. We need to get rid of that because like, it's not really a sustainable way to live and like to be happy to like listen to other people's opinions. And also like, are you happy? Like that kind of is what it all comes down to. Like, are you happy doing what you're doing? Because if you are, then that's great. But if you're not, and if you're like, I really want to do this art thing instead of, you know, doing accounting, then there's no reason for you to start doing that art thing. And I'm not telling you to like quit your job or anything. Like that's not the point of this episode. The point of this episode is that if there is something you enjoy doing, especially if it's art, then you should go do it. Not because, oh, like that one time my sister made like an offhanded comment that, you know, watercolors were bad. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, no, 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 no. You need to pursue what makes you happy. And if that's art, then go do your art. Like go do it right now. Because I guarantee you, the second you start doing something that makes you happy, that fulfills your soul, fulfills like who you are as a person, you're going to be so much happier and you're just going to be in a much better place like mentally um and i guarantee you that it's going to feel a lot better doing what you want to do than doing something that someone else is like oh you should do this it really will okay guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode um i am super glad and happy that you listened all the way through before you leave it would mean a lot to me if you would subscribe to the podcast, um, rate it, um, comment on this episode, whatever you'd like. And um, I don't know if you listened to my previous episode, but my Instagram handle has changed. So it is now artists as entrepreneurs, which I feel like is a lot more appropriate for what I am trying to do. So if you would like to, um, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, everything will be in the show notes. And um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Before I head out, today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group, Empowering Artists in Business. If you are an artist of any kind looking to monetize your skills, come join. We would love to have you. Okay, guys, thank you so, so much. And I will see you in the next episode.